It's day three of the fringe, Wednesday, and I'm just walking back to the flat. Uh, it's been a long day and I've seen a lot of shows. Um, and I finally worked out why I found it so difficult to navigate. And that's because my phone can't cope with the fact that the middle of the city is currently uh, being dug up. <laughs> so it keeps trying to send me along roads that you can't walk along at the moment. So anyway, it's harder than it looks. Um, so the first show I went to see today was a kind of a story of a family reunion, but it was going quite badly. Um, it was uh, on at a theatre called The Box, so very small and intimate space. And the story of a family where the daughters, one daughter had become estranged from the mother, and the, the other daughter, as it turned out, was trying to reunite them for the mum's birthday. And it was all just going wrong because of memories and kind of a power struggle going on. Um, and it was a set in Britain, a Nigerian family, and the mum was really influenced by her church and the kind of morality of what they felt should be happening. Um, and the older daughter had uh, had some issues with mental illness, which she was now coming to terms with and was getting treatment. But the mum thought this was a, a, a curse. It was a, a situation where demons needed to be cast out. So a really moving story and uh, very powerful powerfully acted um, and then by the same company there was a second show um, called Among, Amongst the Reeds so this was a story about one girl who was hoping to get leave to remain in the UK um, who had been tricked into coming to, the, to Britain um, and had, had to run away from her situation and then a, a second girl who was pregnant and uh, both of them were living on the street so this show was a very, um, a very moving, very emotive story. Um, slightly more difficult to visualise, I think, but the issues raised were no less um, deep and important. So then there was a bit of a break in the schedule, so I could sit down and make my podcast from Tuesday, which is now online. Um, and then I was back to the Pleasance Courtyard to see Katie Brand, uh, whose new show is called I Was a Teenage Christian. Um, so there was quite a lot I recognised in the show from, you know, a youth Bible with people's notes written in it um, to uh, the music that was playing as we all came in. It was a packed show, very popular. Um, and what was clever, I think, was that so although she was talking about a time in her life when effectively she felt she was brainwashed really um, I don't think there was hostility in what she was saying there was of course to the individuals who uh, didn't let her ask questions and were very um, anti her really using her brain whenever she was in church but I didn't feel that her overall conclusion was uh, antagonistic in the way that often I think people feel that they have to be after that, I had the biggest difficulty finding Venue 13 uh, because it was off the end of lots of maps and uh, I asked so many people for directions, um, including one splendid man who stopped wherever he was trying to get to in a rush and helped me. Um, and so the show I saw then was called Brain Matters and it was a kind of theatrical dance show, really, um, which I thought was really well and cleverly put together loads of physical 
um, movement, but also excellent delivery uh, and a very funny script. And it took the idea that our brains have two halves and we've got a side that's rational and a side that's full of feelings and passion um, and played with that idea. And I don't think that that idea has a huge amount of basis in biology these days. But it was a really clever, dramatic idea to play around with. And um, the two halves of the brain were played by uh, a, a woman, because the character was female, but also by a counterpart who was a man. And it was almost like twins, um, but extremely cleverly done and um, managed to use the fact of having two characters in all sorts of really uh, witty ways so that was really enjoyable and it was a shame that there weren't more people in the audience. Then I was back to the same venue for a t totally different kind of show, a psychological thriller uh, presented by a apparently a lecturer who was a veteran uh, detective and she started to present one case and then the PowerPoint kind of flickered and uh, went all strange and took her off into telling us about a completely different case, the one case in her career that she'd never solved. And it caught us up, I think, it caught us up. The audience for this one was a lot better, a lot bigger. And there were lots of lights coming on and off and a lantern and a murder and a ghost. And it was, it was good. The only thing about it was that it didn't feel really long enough. And half an hour later it was all over and that was it, mystery solved really. I felt they could have strung it out over a couple of seasons at least. So that left enough time for just one more show, uh, which was in the basement of a pub along the Royal Mile. And um, was different comedians reading from some of what were supposed to be their favourite books. So we had some great tips about um, etiquette for women at weddings. Uh, there were some wonderful panda facts. Uh, there was some rather awful stuff from a book Rolf Harris had written back in the day. Um, and yeah, just <laughs> quite a lot of random things. But of course, uh, plenty of audience participation. There were only 11 of us this time. So the audience members from Canada particularly uh, got a lot of attention. Uh, but it was a good way to round off the evening. Um, and now I'm just making my way back. There's been no celebrity spot today, I'm afraid, uh, but uh, it's still open to discussion as to who this actor was on Monday. So I'll just tell you that he, his voice is like Alexander Armstrong, but he looks like a kind of very suave version of Jon Snow. So he's got white hair, very um, handsome man, twinkly sort of gentlemen. So if that rings any bells, please do let me know.